Hello, hello, hello. Bonjour, mes amis. I'm about Candice. It's your girl, Candice, back at it again with a brand new episode of the Man and Candice podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Wherever you're listening, welcome. If you're new here, welcome. Tonight, we're going to talk about something that I'm insecure about, and that's dating with mental illness, dating while bipolar. Um, I reach a point where I talk to someone and then I kind of just go ask, I kind of ask myself, like, do they know I'm crazy? Have they seen it for themselves? Like, what does it look like to them? Is it, it could be so many things. And like, I try my hardest to appear normal, but I know I'm not. Like, I do my best. I I try. I try so hard every day. And like, I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated with like, oh God. Hold on, let me let me spark this. The healthcare system in the United States is ridiculous. Ridiculous. The 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 pharmaceutical companies are greedy. And they're evil. The doctors are evil. Everything is just evil. Let me tell you something. In my first year of having my own health insurance, by the way, like, can we just talk about how like you have free health insurance until they kick you off? And if you're lucky enough to have a job with benefits like me, like, you guys, my medication, Raylar, costs $3,500 a month, and my insurance pays that. My insurance pays that every single month. I did the math, that's $42,000 a year that they pay. $42,000. That's more than some people make a year on medicine. Life saving medicine this is the only medicine that works for me someone who's severely bipolar so i, I, I $42,000 you guys like i i spit like i choked i was like what the fuck and it's like if i if i wasn't in the market meaning if i didn't have health insurance this wouldn't have been an option for me. And that, that leads me to think, it's like, how many people are just taking pills that the doctors know doesn't work because they don't have the right health insurance? It's like, imagine all the medications that you're not being offered because you because the doctors assume that you're, or the doctors know from experience that your health insurance won't cover it. This is evil. There's so many people suffering un. Like, when they don't have to be. And, like, get this. I have a balance of $500 plus in co-pays. For what? Oh, I have this thing called a out-of-pocket maximum that I have to meet for the year. And the year's almost up. 
So it's like, no matter what, I'm always coming out of pocket. And it's just like, not only is like an amount deducted from my check every month, my employer has to pay my health insurance. And then it's like, it's about $42,000 for pills, you guys. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Why is it so much? Why is it so much? I mean, I understand capitalism. I understand. But at at a certain point, you got to understand people are suffering. And people kill themselves from suffering from mental illness. When you have a chemical imbalance, you can't talk it away with a therapist. When you have a chemical imbalance, you can't think your way out of it with positive thinking you can't affirm your way out of it with positive affirmations you have a chemical imbalance you have a fucked up brain a brain that works against you and that's what i want people to understand if you're gonna date someone with mental illness you're choosing to date someone whose brain works against them works against their better judgment literally like, I need you to understand that. Like, I... This isn't easy to talk about. This isn't easy to, like... Like, I'm so insecure about... Like, poten- potential boyfriends finding out that, like, I'm crazy. And, like... Part of me having this podcast is like a defense mechanism. So like, oh, they have to know I'm crazy because it's called the Manic Candace Podcast. And if you just Google Manic, it's like, tells you people who are manic have bipolar disorder. And the only reason why I appear normal as much as possible, I guess, is because I take medicine. And like, and I, I know I have to take it. Because I know when I don't take it, then I start staying up late. I start making bad decisions. I start doing risk, engaging in risky behavior. I start um, getting depressed, and that's happening. Like you guys, I have okay. My doctor, my psychiatrist. I had an appointment with her on August eighth. It was over the phone, but I told her that. Like, if I, okay, I didn't know at the time that I didn't have to pay the $500 balance. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that. But she let me, she let me cancel the appointment for that reason. She could have told me, I'll still see you don't have to pay the balance today. Come to find out, I don't have to pay that balance, but I have a $75 late fee for not showing up for the ape, which is stupid. So I owe that $75 ape. Late fee on top of an $85 copay to pick up my medicine. That's my copay for my life saving medicine is $85. I'm just really frustrated that, like, I have to pay for myself. I'm really frustrated that I have to pay for health care. I'm really frustrated that, like, I have to pay for something that I know. They can cover it for free. Why? Because it's been done for me before. 
this is arbitrary. It's like, it's arbitrary. Pricing medicine is just, it's just arbitrary. It's like, it, it's like, how much can I get away with? <sighs> this country needs to just. <laughs> We're so far gone. There's no solution. There's no fucking solution. Okay. There's no saving this place. There's no, bleh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't, especially if you're, if you don't live here, if you don't live here, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear your opinion about America, especially about American politics. Stay out of it. Why do you want to be involved? Why are you reading about it? It doesn't matter. Does it matter? Well, everything in America affects the rest. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. We act like it does, but it doesn't. America is like that rich aunt that likes to pay for everything, even though she doesn't have to, even though she's bankrupt. Like, just because she has an American Express, she thinks she has to pay for everything because she can. Like, it's I'm just really frustrated. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. And I know I'm not the only one. Like, shit, if I had diabetes, can you fucking imagine? (sighs) Like, now I understand why people marry people in the military and, like, commit fraud. And it's eh. Joking. I'm joking. For the record, I'm joking. Jesus, don't commit fraud. The fuck kind of song is this? Through the Storm by Polo G. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, there's a fucking ad. They're like, see, see, can I get my YouTube channel back? I'm so, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. The fuck is this? It'll do. It'll have to do. I. I don't like this. Let me just turn it down. But how 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 is everybody doing? How how are you? How are you? I want you to message me on Instagram. I want you to follow me on Instagram. Go to Instagram right now. I don't care if you're driving. I'm just kidding. Don't do it while you're driving. But I don't care if you're at the damn gym. I don't care if you're on the toilet. Because let's be honest. Some of you are on the toilet right now taking a huge shit laughing probably pausing like oh my god is she watching me yes i'm watching i can see you through your front and your face camera Ooh. you know me's and me's my friends around the world let's talk about dating with mental illness i know some of you are bipolar. Won't name any names, but hello, my friend. Who I, I message every day on Instagram. You guys message me. Like, I'm a safe space. Like, I message back. Like, I really appreciate when someone reaches out and is like, hey, I listen to your podcast. Like, it's not going to bother me. Like, I really check my hidden messages folders a lot. So it's not going to bother me. 
Um, but I wanted to come on the podcast and discuss something that's been on my mind heavily, which is dating with bipolar disorder. If you've been paying attention to my episodes, you know that I about five weeks ago, I um, made Tinder. And I started to put myself out there. And like out of all the prospects, there is one person that I am talking to. Shit, did I say that out loud? Did I say the, the number one? God damn it. Um, fuck. Ah! See, I'm so insecure because it's just like he's probably listening. And like, I'm just like, I hope if it wasn't obvious by now, I'm bipolar. And I do my hardest to be normal. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Um,. So five weeks ago, I made a Tinder, and, like, I could tell that as I was going on dates, there were moments where I knew that they knew that I was crazy or bipolar. And just, like, you know how people, like, when they find something out, that's sad and they go oh you know they have that expression on their face it's like when they find out i was by when they found out i was bipolar they were like oh my god like are you okay and they just kind of like they listen to me like well are you okay i'm like i'm okay like it's like duh (sighs) so it's like they usually put to put, put everything together um when they go on my Instagram and they find my podcast and they're like, oh, Manic Candace. Or I'll mention like, oh, my, my medicine saved my life. And they're like, medicine, are you okay? And then I and then I learned really quick, don't talk about your medicine when you're dating. I'm like, kind of, it's kind of like, duh, you know. But like when I, the first couple guys I went on a date with, I mentioned my medicine. And like they were like, your medicine. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I shouldn't say that. And the fact that like I like like if it was an inha- if it if I if I had to use an inhaler would I be ashamed if I was diabetic and I had to give myself insulin or test my blood would I be ashamed the stigma is a motherfucker the mental health stigma of all mental illness is the, is a motherfucker but I with my experience of being bipolar, and I can only speak from my experience, it's just like, I feel like bipolar people, especially bipolar women, are completely misunderstood. I feel like bipolar women are viewed as the poster child of what you don't want to become, who you don't want to be friends with, or who you don't want to date. We are often seen as a fun time, but bad news. And for that, we are eventually discarded after being used. And, like, I... Yes, we are difficult. And that's what makes the stereotypes, like, mean. It's because it, it, there's some truth to it. It's hard to love someone who has crazy mood swings. It's hard to love someone who doesn't seem like they're doing things to help themselves when they know better. It's hard to be patient with someone who seems like they give up easily. And that could be farthered from the truth. 
we're judged. I feel like we're judged on a higher scale or to a different degree because we appear we appear physically fine. But if you were to just zoom in on our behavior, zoom in on our patterns when we're not treating ourselves, we're self-destructive. It's insane. Like, just like, do you know someone who's bipolar if you're not bipolar yourself? Like, do you know someone who is? Like, do they seem out of control sometimes? Like, I... Ah, you guys, I, I, I do, I do everything I can. Take my medicine, advocate for my health. I had to call my doctor and be like, I need my fucking medicine. So like, boom, axed over to Walgreens and like, it's being filled right now, but cost $85. I have to wait till my payday tomorrow. That's America. Let me, um... Light my joint before I talk more. I need a joint. I need. I need a break. I, I'm really proud of myself. I've been getting up on time. I've been going to work. I've been arriving, and even though I don't want to, I've been pulling myself together, and I've been showing up to work, and I've been present. I've been engaged, and like today, like had recognition and for that, and I was, you know, and and it feels good. To know that I did that without my medicine. There's a huge part of me that just wants to be normal. You don't, you like, I wake up every day and I was like, I wish I was normal. Even though it feels good to finally have a upper hand on my bipolar it may not be 80 20 but it's 51 49 and i'll take that although it feels good to have the upper hand 51 percent of the time it's exhausting And it's like, I know that in order to maintain friendships and even romantic relationships and even a good relationship with my family members, I have to, I have to be aware of of how my mood swings affect other people. Because other people have said to me, Candice, I feel like I have to walk on eggshells around you because I never know what mood you're going to be in. And that's exhausting. I never... And I I don't know if I'm just ignorant or what, but like I never experienced that with someone until I was with my ex-boyfriend and he lived with me. Like, the week before I found out he was cheating, like, I, I didn't know if, like, Anything I would do would just set him off, if that makes sense. And I can kind of see how, like, that was the same thing with with my family members and me. If 
they didn't know if like anything they especially my mom like i i can imagine that she was thinking to herself when i was growing up living with me you know like damn maybe i shouldn't say something maybe i shouldn't bring something up or because it's gonna start an argument and that's difficult This joy keeps going out. I never intentionally want to lead with being bipolar when I'm dating. I never want to be like, hey, I'm bipolar. I never want to say that on the first date. But I feel like if I'm getting serious with someone, they should know. Or they should at least have a clue. Um... I didn't realize that me not wanting to lead with it doesn't really matter. Um, It's pretty apparent that I am mentally ill. And that's just something I have to accept. I I had to accept that I'm going to be judged no matter what. And something I can't help is other people's opinion of me. It's really hard because I work so hard not to look crazy and not to appear irrational. But in the end, I'm going to be judged anyway. So I try to be- I try my best to be confident and to live my true self and to be myself, my authentic self. And that's, that's why I do this podcast so I can be myself. Like I sit here in my kitchen with my vape. And my joint and my water and my notes. And I just go. And I'm sitting here and I'm crying. Got tears in my eyes. I'm still in my work clothes. But I have a sense of accomplishment. In knowing that I have. Almost one year's worth of content. Under Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I I have a global audience that loves me. And like. Have. Have. I have so much and I have so much still to gain and like I just and I'm so proud of myself and none of this would have been possible if I didn't take care of myself so like I I I advocate for people like me to do the work and take care of themselves and I hope that I can inspire you to do that if you are suffering from mental illness I want to see Drake so bad. Like, I want to save money to see to save to to see Drake and Beyonce. Cause at, at any given moment, I well, I feel like Drake's on tour, but like, I feel like any any given moment, Beyonce's gonna drop her tour dates. And yeah. You guys, I seriously cannot wait for the fall. Like, I can't wait for the fall fashion. I can't wait for, like, the fall lipstick. The fall, like, the, the turtlenecks. Like, the, the cardigans. Like, I'm just, I'm just ready for it. I'm just ready for it. And, like, I'm just ready for it. And, you guys, I've been learning a lot of uh, about marketing and about business and about branding 
and I, and I want to go back to school and get my master's in business administration. And I have to talk to a few organizations, I mean, or institutions about who's going to pay for it because it costs $68,000 a year to go online at ASU. So I want to do that as soon as possible. As soon as possible. You guys, I have... I toured... You guys, I'm going to downsize. This is one thing I wanted to talk about, too. I'm going to downsize my life. Because I want to put myself in a position where I can save money to buy a home. Right now, I can't save money. Because my rent is... Two thousand dollars. My car's seven hundred dollars. Like, don't ask. Like, it's it's just it's just it's I'm living like a king, and I and I and I can't afford it. And like, I want to live like this, and I can live like this, but as a homeowner, like, if I had a mortgage, I'd be paying like seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars max. I'm paying two thousand. Where does that make sense? Where does that make sense? So it's like I have to downsize. So I toured a studio, a luxury studio, because I cannot go to a regular studio. I'm not living with roaches. I am not living with roaches. I am not living with roaches. I'm not living with roaches. I am not living. Do you hear me? I am not living with roaches. So I refuse to live in a building that is over five years old. I refuse to live in a building past Greenway or I ref- or Bell Road. I refuse. I refuse. So it's like I had to tour the place. So I toured it roach free. You know, like floorboards, the building's four years old, perfect. Like, I'm going to pay 1300 and something dollars, but I'll be able to save five to a, $500 to $1,000 a month. And then I'm going to get a second job where I'll be saving another additional 500 to $1,000 a month. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just going to be, I got it all, I got it all, I got it all figured out. I'm just kidding. I got, I have a, have a plan in place and I'm trying to set that plan in motion. And so far, so good. I have so much to pay for. I have so much to pay for. And I don't want to ask my mom for help because it's like, I'm tired of asking my mom for help. tired of it I need to stand on my own you know what I mean I'm 27 I'm 20 fucking 7 so like these elf bars are addicting let me talk to you about this elf bar like okay so like 
It's shaped like a palm battery. It like fits in your hand. It's so cute. And it matches it. You can match your nail color with it. I'm smoking a strawberry pina colada. It is so good. And it's full of nicotine. And it's bad for you. It's bad for you. Like, ah! You know? <sighs> you guys, like, I... Wish me the best of luck on the second job thing. Like, I put my foot out there to this one place, and I don't think she appreciated me reaching out to her. She's probably like, who the fuck is this? But I hope she can get back to me. Gonna apply online, and, uh, yeah. I want to work somewhere fun. I want to sell weed, and, like, I just... I want someone to get me in. Get me in, coach. Like, shit. I feel like I know too many people in the industry to, like, beg for change. But, like, I'm here I am. Um. I'm not sure how it is outside of my country. But having a mental illness is incredibly shameful. And it shouldn't be. Because it's not my fault. It's not your fault. It's not our fault we have a boo-boo in our brain, okay? I feel like I have to put on a mask every day in order to date or to be dateable. To work or to be employable. If I want to take a day off because my thoughts are just too much to handle, then I'm labeled as weak and a liability to someone. Mentally ill people are not given the grace to heal in this country. And some of us don't even get the privilege to know that it's not our fault. And... I suffered a lot in silence as I tried to heal during my year on court-ordered treatment. That's why I started this podcast, is to help me heal. You know, I, 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 I was on the pills. I was on BetterHelp, which sucks, by the way. I will never, I will never sponsor BetterHelp. I would never, I would never tell you guys to get BetterHelp because that shit sucks. Uh, I suffered a lot in silence, suffered a lot, and like I didn't have to, so that's why I pressed record and I brought you along with me. (laughs) And it's almost been eleven months, you guys, and like I'm the friend that I made in Greece. I do it all over again. That means I'd be friends with you. And like I. um, My advice. To people who are choosing to date people with mental illness is to. Just remember. That we're trying our best. But to also don't be afraid to hold us accountable. Did you take your medicine today? How are you feeling? Maybe you should go to bed. I would appreciate that personally, but like some people probably would take that offensive. So it's good to open that line of communication. Um, more advice is to just try to remember that 
like, even though you can't see it, if something is wrong. But treat us as if there's nothing wrong. On most days. I don't know. Just be sensitive is what I'm trying to say. And that we're trying our best. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Man and Candace podcast. Like I said, you guys, please follow me on Instagram. Connect with me. Message me. You know, it's okay if you're manic and staying up late and you need someone to ramble to. It's fine. I understand you. Um, if you're frustrated about your country's vegan mental illness and the way they treat mentally ill people or the healthcare system, you know, I can relate. You know, let's rent, vent, rent, vent. I'm here for you. I, I truly am. I was going to record a podcast about, like, my not going to lie questions, but most of them are from the app, I realize. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't fucking count. (laughs) You guys, I'm going to go smoke. Like, I'm going to go eat and go smoke. I have no food. Oh, my God. I have to go get some food. So, good night, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you're listening, I'm Bridu Adoop. Thank you for listening to the Man and Candace podcast. I just said that. (laughs) Good night. Bye.